everybody and welcome to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. Um, my name's Connor. And I'm Harry. Hello, 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 hello. And today we're back, but not properly, because this isn't an official episode. It's a this minisode. Is us. 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 We're talking, we're not talking about us. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Black Widow. Da, 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 da. The new Marvel movie from Marvel Studios. Oh yeah, it's Black Widow. It is end of review. See you later. See you later. Oh, that's right. That's why That's Wonder Woman, the other woman hero. I'm a Black Widow, baby. God, it sounds like we're not even doing the podcast. All right, Black Widow was released in 2021. It was directed by Kate Shortland, and it has a story by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson. Sweet. Are we just full spoilers? Mm-hmm. Sick. Uh, yeah, we'll do. We'll, we, yeah, may as well. Why not? It's been out for a week. Why the fuck not? Um, yeah, it'll be in the title as well to say spoilers. And I didn't actually realise that uh, Jack Schaefer was the person. I mean, I recognised the name, and I was like, oh yeah, she's the person that did created the Wonder Vision series. Yeah, literally, as you said it just then, I was like, was she to do with Wonder Vision? Yeah, I know. I just, I, as I said it, I was like, wait, I recognise that name, <laughs> um, and not just from Black Widow. So. Black Widow uh, is a film that happened in the MCU, be- after, set after the events of uh, Captain America Civil War from 2016. Yep. yep. And I have to say, starting off with this, talking about this film, yep. Um, I really love the intro sequence. The intro sequence? Like, the flashback thing. Oh, I thought you meant the we've disposed that scene spirit. No, we'll go we'll, we'll we'll go to the we'll go to, we'll talk about the title card, the title sequence in a minute. I meant the intro, yeah, the introduction to the film. Yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. I think it was a it I, was a it was a nice, not a nice way, but it was a, it was a good way to introduce this film. Oh yeah, and um, it, I just yeah, I thought it was just yeah, I know, I really liked it. I really liked the uh, the act the actress they got playing a young Natasha was really good. I think they both were. Yeah, I don't. I I I think. We just got we got more of the actress playing the young Natasha. That's what I meant. She's uh, Mia, the daughter, Djokovic. the daughter of Mila Jovovich and Paul W S Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't like either of them too. But this, she was good. <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the opening. Sorry, I'm, it I'm, was a. I'm still salty that Paul W S Anderson is making video game movies despite never having made a good one. Fair. Um, <laughs> no, I really, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that opening because it was kind of. It was it was a it was a captivating way to start the film. It gave us a bit of information. It sets the plot up quite nicely, but we still don't really know what's going on just yet. Yeah, we don't get like uh, we don't completely understand. At first, it feels like because it, it it's very it's very framed as if they're like they're being wrongly chased or something like that. It's one of those kinds of films where it's like, oh no, we've got to get away. We don't want to be, you know, caught or something like that. But then it's like, oh no, yeah, we're just Russians and we just stole some shit and burned some stuff. Yeah, because at first I thought they were working for like S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. And it wasn't no, until... Shield after them. Yeah, no, exactly. It wasn't until they meet um, Ray Winston's character. You know, in Russia, I'm like, well, I'm I mean, like oh shit, we, they're... We also see the S.H.I.E.L.D. cars chasing them. And that bit, yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, and then we see Ray Winston... <laughs> Because he's in this. He's in this film. Um, uh, yeah, I I think yeah, I really like that little intro sequence setting up that character, and we get to see that even as a child, she had that energy. Yeah, um, and she's very protective of her younger sister as well. Yep. And then it goes into um, what is probably one of the darkest Marvel title sequences they've ever done, if not the darkest. Ti- 
that title sequence, it feels like it's setting up a completely different movie to what we actually get, but I still think it's 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 really good. And it's also I the it's one of only a few Marvel films to have an opening title sequence. Oh my god, yeah. Um, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, both uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, and I think I think I think it works for it. I the the, the cover. Oh no, it da- it absolutely works for this. I I really like that opening title sequence. The cut co- um, the cover especially of- with that that cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, yeah, was absolutely insane. It is it is by far one of the darkest things. I've seen from Marvel, especially in terms of a title sequence. You know, it's yeah. it's fucking, it's bleak and grim, but it yeah. it perfectly sets up. It sets up between the title sequence yeah. to where she is now. It sets up her kind of backstory without actually going into it too much. Well, it's it's more to show because like I've seen the film twice now. Oh, okay. I've not. I need to see it again. Um, it's more to show um, that. You know, obviously, like um, Ray Winston's character. Um, I'll find his name. Oh, just Drakov. He hasn't got a first name. Apparently, he's just Drakov. Yeah. Um, he. It's just to show, like, how, like, you know, oh, he's been involved in all these things. He's like a polit- He's a. He's got like political allies and stuff like that. And then all the, like the thing images are showing you, like, oh, he's always had like the Black Widow sold like Black Widow soldiers near him and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're the th- they're the things that are like circled in the picture and all that kind of stuff. It also shows um something else we see later in the we see later in the film in photographs of the Yelena and Natasha as kids like at like celebrating like fake Christmas and Thanksgiving and that we see them shooting those in that title sequence. Yeah. Um, and then we see some other clips and stuff that are meant to be like propagandary clips and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but in the way it's like edited and that it feels yeah it feels a lot darker than it actually is because there's nothing overtly dark happening in it no that's the that's the darkest part of the film because the film is actually quite obviously it's a serious film and it, it's it it reminds me in terms of like in terms of tone it reminds me of like captain america films a little bit but it's quite light-hearted in moments and then it gets oh, yeah, really it's got, it's... deeply emotional in other moments it's yeah, it's got a lot of fun. It's got a lot of emotion. It's a very, very strong film in that regard. You see, um, but I, it does. I, it does also have some odd pacing issues. I think. Yeah, but I knew, I knew I was going to go into it and enjoy it because it was a Marvel film. But I didn't realise I would enjoy it as much as I did. Like, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was a. There was some. There was some dodgy CGI moments and some dodgy pacing issues. But I do think it's. It is just a, a genuinely a good, strong film. Yeah, it is. Um, let's talk a bit about. I mean, I think uh, we we've we've seen a lot a lot of ScarJo as Natasha Romanoff now. Yes. Um, I don't think we've seen anything really new from her. Uh, no. Necessarily, I know. Um, I saw someone address it as well, and it is like it makes me think. It makes obviously me think about it as well, and how it's a it is a point that's actually said in the script, and obviously, despite going through everything that she's gone through, she's still a character that has a lot of heart. Yeah, a hundred percent. She cares a lot about she cares a lot about about those around her. Yeah, and she, um, she always wants to. She she's always trying to make up for past mistakes, even if they're not to do yeah. with her. Even if it's not directly yeah. involving her. Yeah, of course. Um, 
we actually the, the Dracov's daughter stuff. That's that's that was mentioned previously in the Avengers. Yep. Yep. Loki says it to her. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I um, what, what I think I think Scar Scarlett Johansson as as Natasha Romanoff is great. I think she's really really good in this film, and it's a nice. What I like about this is it it feels like a nice kind of emotional epilogue to that character. But it also yeah. nicely sets up Yelena as we, the we, yeah. As I was gonna say we really could have got we could have got this film before those Avengers films. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, apart from the post credit scene, which we'll get to, but I think it was like, a, I think it was a big Ike Perlmutter thing as well. I read somewhere the word we didn't get. I mean, it. back in the day, it was definitely. But like by the time they were making. Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and even by the time they were making Civil War Ark Perlmutter was kind of out of the picture this would have been perfect to come either After either before Infinity War or before Endgame I think before I think it would have worked before Infinity War like more than any of them I think that's where it would have been best had its best effect yeah because in the post but even after it it could have worked but yeah I feel like now it's not too late but it just feels a bit odd considering we know her fate in Endgame yeah yeah, for sure. Um, I would have liked this to come out before Infinity War. I'll I'll go. I was say, wish I'll go into I'll go into the into a negative for a bit before I go into my my biggest positive. Okay. Um, which is I the, obviously it's one of those Marvel films that does suffer from a very weak villain. Yes. In the form of Ray Winston's Drakov, he's just generic Russian general man. Oh, I don't I don't care about his character. I don't. I mean. I don't at all. I mean, I, I guess like that. It doesn't always matter, but like you know, your 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 hero is only as good as their villain normally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and he was just he was definitely like I think in terms of emotional stakes and the connection he has to Black Widow, that was interesting. Yeah, and I yeah. and I also think, and I also think in terms of stakes for the the world. He doesn't offer any like world-ending stakes. He's not like, oh, I'm gonna take down the entire world. You know, he's not like that. It's a very confined film in that regard. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he works for that story. He works for like this, this, yes, the spy movie villain kind of thing. Um, and I think the scenes that where it's where it is just Scarlett Johansson and him, they they are really quite good scenes. Apart from when he just starts shouting. Because I hate that when villains have to shout. It's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> yeah, it does my head when they do that. But yeah, you just look, you just look weak. <laughs> yeah, I found, I found him as one of the central antagonists. I it was 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 a weak part of the film because I just didn't care about him. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't think that matters so much. I think it's yeah. more that he was, he was just so generic. It's just like I don't think it brings yeah. the film down per se. And but it is a negative di- part just... of it. And then we don't even get a satisfi- satisfying death for him. No, he just explodes. <laughs> Apart from his glasses. <laughs> yeah, don't know how they survive, but alright. Uh, I don't know why they survive, that was weird. Um, but So what's your, what's your uh, biggest positive then, if that was your, one of your negatives? Well, I'm, I'm going to jump onto my other negative as well first. Oh, okay. Which, which is, um, I think Taskmaster was heavily underutilised. Yeah, one thing I will say about Taskmaster is, going into this film, I was under the impression that Taskmaster was going to end up being the friend, um, you know, who gets her the the private contractor. 
except then there's that scene where he he gives her the thing like the, the package that has that thing in it and it's like okay it can't be him <laughs> yeah i like the twist of it being i didn't really clock on it being Dracov's daughter until they're in the room talking about as soon as they start talking about her yeah i was, that like, was yeah, I was like yeah oh, right, it's, it's her it's yeah it's her, so yeah. i did like that because that did actually make me go oh shit okay right yeah and that was so you know that was briefly mentioned back in avengers i was like okay quick cool but yeah taskmaster is meant to be if anything he's it's such a formidable villain because he you know they copy your moves exact and i just didn't really feel that apart like he did a couple of things like uh he he kicked the shield up and caught it he did the the falcon that he did the winter soldier flip of the knife he he did Black panther showing off his claws she sorry yeah i think going based on how they always refer to him as he throughout the film sorry yeah no you're right the thing is i'm thinking of taskmaster in general but yeah she sorry i think taskmaster (laughs) was best in the initial fight on the bridge at the start oh yeah that because he he i'm saying he again because she just yeah i didn't like i didn't like it didn't the, th- the thing about that Taskmaster was when it got to the final act it was meant to be you know when they're in the air and they're falling down it's meant to be almost as if it's like a final battle but it it wasn't, it wasn't. no I expected more of that from that and it was basically just a grapple yeah and then we fall to the ground and then we're, we're all fine we haven't uh, spoke well I will, we'll speak about it uh, when we as we speak about Yelena um, with the the weird whatever it is the the, the MacGuffin, <laughs> the MacGuffin. <laughs> that makes it so that the black widows with their um oh the mist their... the mist thing yeah the mist i can't i can't even fucking describe it basically it stops them from being mind controlled yep <laughs> um that is used on taskmaster at the end and she's like oh i'm i'm good now yeah so you know maybe they'll you know <laughs> i think there's still a possi- i based on the end credit scene I think there's a possibility Taskmaster would come will have a villainous return, maybe. Yeah, possibly, possibly in. Well, not necessarily villainous, but could possibly in be a in what way, like, it could possibly be in what the post credit scene sets up for. Maybe could return in that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I wouldn't. I like how we're saying this if it's a spoiler-free review, even though we heavily spoiler it. No, I think it's just we, we, it's, I think it's because we want to. It's a structure we want to get to. We'll talk yeah. about the post credit scene last. Well, let's talk um, about let's talk about some talk about some positives. Then, what were your what were your biggest what's your biggest positive from this film? Florence Pugh, hundred percent outstanding <laughs> in this film. And Dave, like, and, I love her in this and film. David Harbour. They were my two standouts. Um, I I wasn't a big I wasn't a big fan of David Harbour the first time I watched the film. Okay. I thought they played him up too much as a joke, and I, I didn't find it funny. Okay. But the second time, I kind of enjoyed it a bit more. Okay. Maybe because I also knew what I was getting going in there for. Like I knew he was going to be that throughout because he's never like in the intro. He's like mysterious dad. <laughs> Yeah, and then throughout the rest of the film, he's just oh, I'm a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I like, the I like, I love Florence blah, blah, blah. Pugh in this, and I like they set her up really nicely to take over the Black Widow mantle without just being a carbon copy of the previous oh, one. Oh no, yeah, well she's 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 basically I've seen this talked about as well. It's like she's basically a big kid. Yeah, like still, like but now that she's not mind controlled, she's basically just gone back to being like a big a big kid, and like she's. She's fun, she's sweet, and she's really, like, wears her emotions on her sleeve. Yeah, she was the standout. Like, Florence Pugh's performance in this is one of my favourite performances this year. 
Like, yeah, I think she's incredible. Um, I'm really. Ex- but she's an incredible actress, so I'm re- yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm really excited to see her now as Black Widow and see where she takes this role going forward. Um, yeah, and what they do with the character. I, going forward I think yeah, I definitely yeah. think they chose the right actress to portray the to portray the part as well. And I think she yeah, she's definitely a standout in this film. I love, I like her and um, Scarlett Johansson's kind of chemistry together. Um, yeah. And you, oh yeah, their chemistry is brilliant. Get, it gets me. It got me quite emotional at the end, and especially in the post credit scene. And I I'm really excited to see how she goes forward. Yeah. There's. When they have that scene, um, when they when they meet up with Rachel Vice's character again, um, yeah, and they were at the table and they were like, and then there's that scene where uh, Florence Pugh talks about how their family, their family stuff, like you know, all matter to them and how she was lied to and that. Yeah, when she that that scene is where she's like, she's incredible in that scene. Oh, it's absolutely amazing! Scene. Yeah, because that's the thing. This film, fil- this film does pack a lot of heart and emotion into it. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, While maybe maybe it's the actual plot isn't as interesting as it could be, like the film has a lot in there that still makes it a good film, still makes it entertaining, and still gives you a reason to care. Yeah, well, they lack for in well, they lack for in the kind of plot aspects they they make up for uh, in the emotional moments and the character development yeah. for sure. Um, obviously, we didn't get much of um, Rachel. Is it Weiss or Vice? <laughs> Weiss, Weiss, Weiss. I'm not sure. I always say I always say Vice. Oh, it's Vice. It's Vice. Um, yeah, you don't really see her character very much. No, she's hardly in it. I think I think she has a she has a very dry sense of humor. Yeah, for sure. Like I I I didn't it didn't get a laugh. Like I don't think the second time it did the first time when I watched it in uh, Leicester Square. But when uh, at the end she's like, I'm obviously injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that bit. <laughs> like, I really love the way she delivers that line. Um, I think she's quite fun. Yeah. Um, but she's also not in the film a lot. No, not at all. Um, it's, it's, it says, sorry, on the, the Wikipedia description of it, it says Vice explained that the film's version is more ambiguous and layered with a deadpan personality and no sense of humour. It's like, I, I maybe, but I think she's hilarious with the way for her delivery sometimes. Yeah, no, I really did like that line at the end as well. Yeah, and I do like the, the the prison scene with um David Harbour when he's just like doing the arm wrestle. Yeah, and he keeps kind of like Captain America. <laughs> Yeah, Captain America was frozen in ice still. <laughs> yeah, that was a great scene. <laughs> Snaps that guy's wrist. As he fucking should. Um, just quickly look at the And the scene where he tries also, to put sorry, the scene where he tries to put his suit on again, I really enjoyed. <laughs> um I didn't re- re- recognize I didn't recognise her immediately. I re- I recognised her, the actress playing Antonia Drakov, uh Olga Kurielenko. I didn't recognise her and like I did. I recognised her, but I didn't know where from. And then when I got home, I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, she's in Quantum of Solace." <laughs> oh shit, is that her? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I didn't realise. And she's also in Johnny English Strikes Again, but I haven't seen that. No one's seen that. You saw it? No. I saw the second you one. Did? I saw the second one. That's the third one. I thought you went to see the third one. No. We've... I thought you went to see it with Spencer, didn't you? No, me and Spencer saw the second one together like years ago. Oh, I know he I wanted. He wanted going to see it when you were in London. He wanted to see the first one, but we uh, the second, the third one. Sorry, but we never went to see it. Fair enough. Um, she's also in the Death of Stalin. Oh, okay. And Seven Psychopaths, another film I've seen. For fuck's sake. 
And, and Max Payne, another film I've seen. <laughs> Fucking hell, she's been in the bin, isn't she? One of the worst films I've seen. Well, yeah, she is an actress. Ah, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think we got much of the character, the the friend character, who does have a name, by the way. Does he? He's Rick Mason. Uh, okay, didn't know that. He's from. He's from the comics. Genuinely. Oh, Spider-Man Mars Morales. Genuinely, wouldn't have known that. He's in. He's in. He's in Mars Morales, the game. Is he really? Rick Mason, yeah. Oh. You've played it. I haven't. I didn't realize that. Um, I can't even. How do you say the actor's name? Ot Fagbenlay. <laughs> yeah. I don't like saying that last name because of the first three letters. <laughs> F- fuck knows. Um, but yeah, okay. Um. Nothing else. Oh, William Hurt's in here for a bit. He's got a limp. I yeah, think. he's fine. <laughs> Looks like he's like fucking sneeze away from well, a he's stroke. Had a, but... He's had a heart attack. What in real life or the she, character? I mean, she mentions he's had he's had a second triple bypass. So. Oh, okay. Uh, but in real life, I have no idea. Let's look at his personal life. I'm I'm really hoping that's just a look for the film because if that's his real life, he is not looking very good. I'm assuming maybe he needs the walking stick now. In real life, yeah, yeah. Um, so they just wrote it into the film. Fair play. Because he is seventy-one. Yeah, fair play. We'll see him again. Oh, for sure. And that, unless he dies. <laughs> Moving on. Um, do you want to um, talk about post-credit scene? I also actually I want to address that with the, the Rick Mason description. It says an ally, an ally from Romanoff's Shield past who is romantically interested in her. I didn't get that at all. No, not in any way. <laughs> Um, he was hardly in the film. Um, and obviously, oh, I know before he, the post credit scene. Oh, there's a couple of solo moments in this which I, I like because you know, you know, in solo, obviously he gets handed his name and he gets handed his gun. Yeah, he, she gets handed um, the vest. Black Widow gets handed the vest. She she's shown her holding a hair dye pack, uh, and she gets handed the jet. <laughs> yeah, so directly setting up Infinity War, even though they go on the run for two more years. I do like that scene. Um, yeah, that's another thing about the timing. Is like, did she, so she maintained that hairstyle for two years. She maintained Actually, it really you know, well. I, fucking hell, and that vest. Actually, looking at it, when I was looking at those things, this takes place in 2016. Does the beginning of Infinity War takes place in 2017? I think. Well, the in Infinity War, Don Cheadle says to Anthony Mackie, "Goes, it must have been a rough two years." Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Doesn't matter. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, post-credit scene. Um, um, we get we get a nice little. Actually, no. At first, I wanted to address. I love the scene where she talks about the vest when they're in the car. Yes. Yeah. 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 And she's like, <laughs> "So you like it, right?" Because yeah, of course it's, I like it. Because I knew you did. It's, it's so, so good. Cool. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> when she says that, it's so cool. I'm like, oh, she's she's pure. I love her. <laughs> um. And yeah, obviously, um, yeah. scene, you see she finally gets a dog. Well, first, yeah, she finally gets a dog and she names it Fanny, which is a reference to one of the alter egos Black Widow would have potentially had if she'd continued living in Norway and binge-watching movies. Yep. <laughs> I love that that would have been her life. <laughs> she was just going to sit there and binge-watch movies for the rest of time. Um, same girl, same. And we get, we get what should have been our first appearance of... 
Valentina. Valentina Allegra de Costa. De Costa? Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah, who in the comics is known as Madame Hydra, who we spoke about in our Falcon and Winter Soldier minisodes. Because um, obviously she she appeared in there to to get US agent, and in this she she basically yeah. turns around and goes, "Look, I know who killed your sister." Uh, well, no, he, she specifically says, uh, "How would you like a shot at the person responsible for your for her for your sister's death?" Sorry, yeah, and obviously shows a picture. Yeah. Of Hawkeye. of Hawkeye. I mean, we knew we knew that she was going to be in the Hawkeye series, but it's nice to have this as like the official yeah, confirmation. We, did, we didn't know we didn't know in what capacity she was going to be in the Hawkeye series. And now it's going to be a case of you know. I mean, I assume she'll find out in that series that Natasha sacrificed herself. But obviously, she's obviously going to start it as more of a an adversary in terms of. Now she's going to ki- now she's going to kill Jeremy Renner in the first episode. Probably wouldn't surprise me. Not 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 Clint Barton. Jeremy Renner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, why not? <laughs> um, no, of course she's going to be in that series. Um, but I also it's because at the so the reason I was saying about the, also the Taskmaster stuff. I don't think Taskmaster will show up in Hawkeye. Okay, but but because Florence Pugh goes with all the Black Widows, Red Guardian, and all that, uh, and ta- and they take Taskmaster with them. Yeah. Um, there's a possibility that she could show up working for Val, who obviously is Madame Hydra in the comics. Yeah, trying to trying to kill someone else. Who? Someone else. Oh, okay. I thought you had a name in mind. No, I don't have a name in mind. I just someone else. <laughs> just someone. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see someone. that. I can see that. Um. But yeah, so we get we get a little a little setup. We've obviously that mean we know that that means uh, Florence Pugh is working for Val. Yes. She obviously so she obviously she obviously assumes Val is a good guy, a good person. Well, she, yeah. I mean, she's she she might they might be doing it different a differently. Then she might not be a Hydra person in this. Yeah, true. She might be a government. Yeah, a government. She might be a government. Just her. She might be a whole government. The entire government. Whole a whole government. Fair play to her. Um, she can do it. But then she could potentially be showing up in Hawkeye. I would have thought so. Her and Kang, her and Kang, and I think going to be the two kind of juggling antagonists for a little while. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is such a fucking juxtaposition, juxtaposition as well. Just, just, yeah, yeah. It's like Kang the Conqueror, Val. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror and Val. <laughs> Hello. No, I think. Val is to set up probably like a Thunderbolts inspired or like Dark Avengers kind of thing probably. Yeah. Because we've got we're getting Abomination and we're getting more of him. Yes, we are. Even sooner than we fought in Shang Chi. Shang Chi, Shang 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 Chi. Yeah, apparently it's Shang Chi. Oh. Shang Chi. That's how Kevin Feige says it in his interviews. So fair. Um, yeah. I feel should we should we rate it? Would you give it a smoking microphone? No, I'd give it a smoking microphone. Ah, so would I. So would I. Yeah, I want to go see it again. Really, I really enjoyed it. It's a really decent film. Yeah, it is. When it? it just it was yeah, I, it was nice to go see a Marvel film again. But it was also just a a good strong film, um, which I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I'm I'm, I'm going to try and see it again. I think it does have issues. Like I'm not going to deny that. For sure, there's some there's some really dodgy CGI parts as well. I can look. I can actually kind of look past dodgy CGI. Oh, fair. Just because I know it's. I just because I know it takes a lot of work. I mean, especially <laughs> especially in the current climate as well, it must have been a lot diff- more difficult than usual. 
yeah, finishing off the film in actually the film would have would have probably been mostly finished when we first went into lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was meant to come out last May. Oh shit, yeah it was. Uh, but yeah, it was a good film. Yeah. I liked it. So did um, I. And that's it was the it, first that's... film. Oh, it was the first film for Phase Four, so you know. It was. Uh, uh, and I, after you know, specifically after watching those Kevin Feige uh, Rotten Tomatoes videos, um, I'm so excited for Shang Chi. I'm buzzing for that now. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. That's next. I. Oh, I can't wait for that film so much. Like I'm so excited for it because it looks so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are our thoughts on Black Widow. What do you? Yeah. What were your opinions? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let us know. Get in contact in our social media pages uh, or email us at um, twosmokingmikespod at gmail dot com. Let us know what you think. Maybe we'll we'll read some suggestions out on the show. Um, so yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Um, that brings us to the end of our little Black Widow review. Um, it does. There's nothing else nothing else to touch on. This uh, uh, Monday, we have got the return of the full episode for you. We explain our kind of reasoning for not being here recently and that. And we're going to be speaking through some news. And we're speaking all about Loki Season 1, um, which is exciting. So look forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nothing else from me. No, nothing else. Find us on all the socials. Find us on all the socials. Take care of yourselves. Um, Look after each other. And we'll see you soon.